Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm with Charles W. Bryant, and I am Josh Clark. Yeah. How you doing? Good, man. What? Good, man. Oh, okay. M-A-N-G. Chuck, have you been concussed? No, man. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I'm acting like it. You're showing some classic symptoms here. You know, if I was concussed, you know what that would mean. What? That would mean my brain moved and hit my skull. Yes. That's what a concussion is. This is a new, fresh, segue-free edition of Stuff You Should Know, right? <laughs> you like this one? I want it. So, uh, yeah, concussion. There, It's in the news all over the place today, right? Oh, big time. Yeah. Because the NFL. Yes. Right, Chuck. A concussion is, put simply, where uh, your skull stops moving, but your brain keeps moving. Yep. And it slaps the inside of your skull, which is pretty hard. I'm kind of surprised the human body didn't... We've evolved in such great ways to prevent things like that. I'm surprised there wasn't like a built-in Han system like NASCAR uses. Something like a web around the we brain. We do. We have that memory. Remember, that's what shrinks when you have a hangover. Well, it clearly doesn't work that well if it can still hit your skull. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's true. I wish it was such that concussions wouldn't even happen. Right. We need like a padding of foam rubber like in between yeah. our skull. Like Let's... an interior football helmet. Right. Let's get on that. All right. <laughs> Nobel Prize, Chuck baby. and I are going to go do some gene splicing after this. It one, would right? end up being an Ig Nobel Prize with us, though. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Lots of wah, wah, wah. Chuck, wh- where does the word concussion come from? Josh, it is Latin, mm-hmm. like most medical terms, and I believe the word is concutere. <laughs> which means? Which means to shake violently. Yeah. So there you have it. So your brain's being shaken violently, uh-huh. and uh, it's nay good when that happens. Nay. Uh, my friend Chris Jones, this was, I think, his first article that he wrote for this. He's a freelancer now. Is oh, this a buddy of yours? Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, and as he put it... Um, crony of yours? <laughs> I would say more a buddy than a crony. You didn't get him hired? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's a crony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a good writer, though. He's a good artist. He is. He is a good guy. Uh, he writes for The Motley Fool, too, actually. Oh, nice. He's all over the place. Um, he wrote that, uh, in an ironic twist, the one bone specifically designed to shield our gray matter from injury ends up doing the most damage. Great sentence. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, we need like something, a football helmet around our brain within our skull. Right. Yeah. Or just don't hit your head hard on something. Right. Which apparently is a little more difficult than, uh, one would think. And I think that one of the reasons we're podcasting about this now is, like you said, that it's kind of big. Yeah. NFL's all over it. Well, no, NFL's doing the opposite of being all over it, and it's getting lots of press attention. No, they're all over it now, though. Are they? Yeah, yeah, just this week. We'll get into that. Okay, all right. Um, I think one of the the reasons that we're podcasting about concussions that this article got written is it's big. Right. It's big right now. We're finally starting to realize that it's not, you don't just get your bell rung or you're not a little rattled. Uh, What we're starting to see is that concussions lead very easily to early death, specifically multiple concussions. Or dementia or Alzheimer's. Yeah, bad stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, All from one horrible moment. Yeah, or or multiple. Or several, yeah. So, Chuck, what are some of the ways you can be concussed? I've been concussed. (laughs) And I can't get up. (laughs) <laughs> uh, actually, what you should do is not get up, but we'll get to that, too. Yeah. 
So, Chuck, what are some of the symptoms of a, a concussion? Let's say you are a University of Georgia um, cheerleader. <laughs> sure, and you want to come over and diagnose poor Bakari Rambo, who is unconscious. Right, right. What, what's, what's just, what, what, what are you looking for? Well, I would look at Bakari first. If he was nauseous or uncoordinated, no balance, confused, had a slurred speech or memory loss or a delayed reaction time, that would be my immediate uh, diagnosis if I'm looking at him and I see some of those symptoms. Right. That he might, in fact, be concussed. Right. Those are some outward symptoms, right? Right. There's also ones that the uh, concussed person will experience, like um, sensitivity to light and sound. Yes, Josh. That is called uh, phonophobia and photophobia. Right. Loud loud noises and bright lights, no good if you're concussed. Loud noises. Right. Right. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, it can make you uh, dizzy, give you a headache, uh, make you nauseated. Um it's just bad stuff. It Ring, can also disturb your sleep. Uh-huh. Um, Irritability, anxiety as far as emotional impact. Right. Depression. Sure. And uh, your ability to think, actually. Um, a lot of times there is an accompanying amnesia to concussion. Yeah. And it's usually Im- immediate. Like after, if the person loses consciousness, um, they, uh, they, when they wake up, they may have some sort of, uh, amnesia. Sure. Or even if they don't lose consciousness, they can still have some amnesia for, you know, from the moment that impact took place. Right. The moment their brain slapped the inside of their skull. Yeah. So that's what, that's why when you see like on a football sideline or in a boxing ring, there's a, just a battery of questions they'll be asking like, right. who are you? Do you know where you are? Um, and if they say something like, you know, I'm playing football, they need to get a little more specific than that. Say, what city are we in? What team right. are we playing? What He's team like are you on? Mike Tyson. Right. <laughs> and it's time to, to get out of the game. Right. Uh, which is kind of a, um, it's, it's difficult actually. Did you see that testimony by Ray Lewis? Yeah. Hey, they were talking about getting out of the game and, you know, even knowing just the little bit that we know now about concussions, Lewis was still like, depends on what's going on in the game, you right. know? Yeah. Um, from what, what I understand, if you have a concussion, you don't go back in that game. Well, as of yesterday, that's the new rule. Is it? Yes. Well, let's talk about that. Let's let's back up a second because the NFL has long um, been not too sensitive to concussions and taken a lot of heat over the years yeah. for uh, having their team doctors allow guys to go back in too soon or leaving it up to the player who uh, un- you know wildly underreports concussions. NFL players do right, or all athletes, I would imagine. Yeah, and. Uh, there's a guy named John McKay, and he was on the San Diego Chargers in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Sadly, he played with a guy named Ralph Wenzel uh, for the entire 1972 season, and neither one of them remember playing with each other as teammates. Wow. Very sad. Wow. So uh, McKay's wife led this charge um, to get this on the NFL's radar because she started making calls and found, uh, she said, at least 20 people whose husbands were suffering from... Alzheimer's and early dementia, in and we're like talking their 50s. like age. There's others that are suffering yeah. as early as their 30s and 40s. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, she wrote uh, Commissioner Tagliabue at the time a, a letter. He got the ball rolling, and they created the 88 plan, which was McKay's number, mm-hmm. and they uh, now families can receive up to eighty-eight thousand dollars a year for care. If they, From the NFL? Yeah, if they qualify. That's great. So that happened, and then two days ago, the NFL 
because the concussions have been big news this year, especially a lot of high-profile guys. Uh, ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers and a couple other high-profile dudes have been concussed. Mm-hmm. Kurt Warner. Yeah. And uh, the new rule takes effect this week. It's like an immediate rule, which is unusual. And uh, if you have fleeting symptoms, you're allowed to return to the game. But if you uh, have amnesia, poor balance, or an abnormal neurological examination, you cannot go back into the game at all. That's that's a good rule. It's a very good rule. Although from what Chris Jones says, if you've been concussed, if you show any evidence of concussion, you shouldn't be going back into the game at all. Well, yeah, sure. I guess baby steps, right? Yeah, and I think they're also bringing in for the post-game evaluations after you know the coming days after. Uh, they have now required this independent doctors have to perform the test and not the team doctor. I think that's a good rule as well. Because if you've seen any given Sunday, Uh I think the notion of the team doctor is kind of a joke in the NFL. Sure. Um, I read about another group of uh, ex-athletes led by a guy named Chris Nowinski. He played football for Harvard. Oh, yeah. But then he went on to the WWE. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, he had several concussions and then took a kick to the chin and that was it. Lights out for him, career over. Wow. Um, and he started to read studies uh-huh. on concussions because he had like headaches for five years and yeah, was yeah. depressed. Depression's a big, oh, big yeah. part of uh-huh. comorbidity of concussions. Um, and he ended up founding the Sports Legacy Institute with a guy named Dr. Robert Cantu, who uh-huh. I, I know whose name you'll recognize. Yes, sir. Because he, he uh, founded one of the, um, I guess, indices for grading. Yeah. Uh, concussions. The Cantu scale. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, um, got together and, and created the Sports Legacy Institute and they take donations of ex-football players' brains once they die ah. for study. Wow. And the study that, they, that they've been doing together. So basically, Nowinski mm-hmm. recruits families to donate their dead, you know, football players' brains. And then Cantu turns around and dissects the brains right. at this uh, place called the Center for the Study of Traumatic Encephalopathy, uh, which he co-directs. And this group, the CSTE, uh-huh. are finding some really startling stuff in the brains of people who are like 40, right. 50. Yeah. They got their hands on the brain of an 18-year-old kid who was a, a multi-sports athlete, uh-huh. died at 18. Uh. They, they got his brain, and he... His brain and the other brains that they've looked at so far all look like 80-year-old um, Alzheimer's patients' brains. Well, that's I was just about to say. There was a, a Philadelphia Eagle, former Eagle, named Andre Waters that committed suicide mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. And he was 44, and they said the same thing. He had the brain of an 80-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Yeah, and he's not the only one. He committed suicide. Um, some other guys have been drinking themselves to death. Yeah. Um, a guy named Ted Johnson, who used to play for the Pats, um, has... Pre, he's donated his brain when he dies. Right. Uh, and I think he's in his, like, 30s or early 40s. And um, he spent two years with his curtains closed, holed up in his house. Wow. From just major depression. That's um, sad, man. I'm a huge NFL fan. It's just, you always hear about, and these are just the head injuries. You always hear about these old warriors from before they made a ton of money that are, like, destitute and they can't walk and that's it. They think that that's another thing, uh, an inability to to work, Uh to manage money. Like, uh, that may be one of the reasons why a lot of these guys go bankrupt. It's like 80% or 70% of NFL players go bankrupt in, like, four years after after leaving. Well, the average uh, lifespan of an, or not lifespan, but tenure of an NFL player is really short. I mean, it's like two or 
two seasons or something ridiculous. So it's like the that. lifespan. Yeah. Especially well, if you've suffered multiple concussions. Apparently, one concussion, your brain can restore its faculties, can um, yeah, fully mend recover. itself. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if you have a concussion, then you you have a secondary concussion um, before the first one has time to heal, or you have multiple concussions over your lifetime, you're in deep trouble. Yes, Josh. That uh, What you just talked about when you have the second one before the first one's healed, that is called potentially second impact syndrome. And you can die. Yeah, that's way worse because the what the arteries in the brain swell. Yeah, it it triggers a train a chain reaction. It starts with the uh, a disordered cerebral vascular autoregulation, <laughs> and that means the brain loses its ability to keep the right amount of blood pressure, basically. So the brain swells, and that leads to. Uh, Congestion and pressure and herniation and death. Yeah, once once your brain stem is herniated, once it's um, no longer getting its supply of blood and oxygen and yeah. everything it needs, you know, there goes your breathing and your heartbeat and all the the very primal basic stuff that's controlled by the brain stem. I'm surprised this hasn't happened yet, and I'm surprised actually. What in, brain stem herniation? I'm surprised an NFL player has not died on the football field yet. Yeah. That's shocking to me that that has not happened. And yeah. I think it's going to take something like that, unfortunately. Although they're going in the right direction now, I used to think that it would take something that drastic to really make drastic changes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. It's not that much of a blood sport. It's a very physical sport, but you know, people don't go out like hockey. Yeah. People true. want to see somebody get their throat slit by like a Did you ever see state. that, dude? No. You never saw that? No. That happened. Where? A hockey goalie had his jugular vein cut. In a in a hockey game, is it on video somewhere? Uh, it's got to be. I, I saw it on TV when it happened. Like uh, it was a while ago. It was probably ten years ago. Yeah. But the guy like bends down on his knees and grabs his throat, and in like three seconds, you see a pool of blood go from like a drop to like eight feet in diameter. Does he die right there? No, he didn't die. Oh, good. In fact, he was back with the team the next day. <laughs> they sewed him sewed him up and like refilled the pump full wow. of blood, and he was good to go. There you go. Yeah, man. Oof. What a time to be alive. So we should talk about treatment and uh, stuff like that. Okay. Because, you know, if th- it's not just NFL players. You get concussed at home. Your kid can easily get concussed. In fact, I think well, yeah, concussions I are the to... leading head injury for children. Yeah, I wanted to mention that, Chuck. Like, we've been talking about the NFL, but the NFL isn't the only group out there playing football. Um, there's tons of kids. And actually, I was reading an article by right, Frank helmets. DeFord, right? Mm-hmm. Who you don't want to see. Have you ever seen a picture of Frank DeFord? No. It's one of those ones where you're like, man, I wish I didn't see that. This is nothing like what I thought the guy looked like. And really, that's what Frank DeFord looks like? Wow. I know. I have seen him, actually. You have it like you're outside nightmares. your local shopping mall? <laughs> yeah. Like, can you spare some change? Right. Um, well, he, he wrote an article about concussions. And uh-huh. he was basically goading the NFL into doing something. Um and he also points out that it's not just the NFL who are like suiting up. 1.2 million high school students every mm-hmm. year play football, and they apparently are much more prone to concussions oh, than yeah. older guys because their like the impacts uh-huh. are actually at a higher velocity than in the NFL because they're not worried about their careers; they're trying to get to the career, so they're killing yeah. anybody who gets in their way. Whereas an NFL player would be more likely to 
Number one, he knows his way around the football field. He knows what he's doing. He's been playing for sure. a long time. Probably fake it easier. Right. And number two, he's worried about making it out the next Sunday, too. So he's going to yeah. take it a little easier on himself, too. Well, maybe. They also underreport in the NFL, though, just because they don't want to, like Heinz Ward called out Ben Roethlisberger last week for being a wuss, basically. <laughs> yeah. For not playing because he had headaches the week later. Come on, Heinz. Yeah, I know. He felt bad for it. He did? Yeah. Good. He should. Um, so Chuck. Yes. We were talking about treatment? Yes. Josh, the first thing you should do, if you even suspect you were concussed, is stop whatever the heck you were doing to get concussed. Do not drop and roll either. Just stop. Just, Just stop. stop at the stop point. No movement. Right. And if you should also, we should also mention that whole thing about don't go to sleep if you're concussed. Not true. No, it's not. Rest uh, is actually exactly what you yeah, need. Yeah, Chris points out sleep deprivation is not a good treatment for a concussion. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. All right. So you should stop what you're doing immediately. Um, if you think it's could possibly be worse than a concussion, you should, you know, immediately go to the doctor, probably get a CT scan or an MRI. Although the weird thing is, is they can't, you can't see a concussion. Right. Like you can't diagnose a, a concussion from an MRI sure. or a CT scan. What they're doing when they do scan you is ruling out other types of um, traumatic brain injury. Yeah, like internal bleeding and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Right. So uh, a minority of uh, the cases, you, you will have something called post-concussion syndrome, and that can be a couple of weeks or months of side effects, basically, prolonged everything we talked about, fatigue, dizziness, right. confusion, nausea, right. that kind of thing. Yeah. But that doesn't always happen. That's why concussions are like still sort of a mystery. Sometimes it, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Some, some people recover faster than others. It's really hard to diagnose, like you said, because you can't see it. And people underreport it. So it's really, you're up against a battle here trying to get it diagnosed and treated correctly. Definitely. But I think groups like, um, the CSTE, is that what it was called? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I was think it? so. Um, they, uh, the, you know, once, once they've been cracking open the brains, I think the mysteries are starting to be solved a little more. Um, we talked about, how they look like the brains of Alzheimer's patients. One of the reasons they draw that comparison is not just because the symptoms are the same. They actually have protein tangles that are characteristic of Alzheimer's right. in the brains of multiple concussion sufferers. Right. Um, so they're, they're, they, the brains can't communicate. The, brain, the neurons can't communicate with each other any longer. Um, basically stuff, these protein buildups that should have been carried out as waste aren't any longer and now they're just gumming up the works, which can actually kill the brain cells, which leads to brain death, which leads to death. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Much more serious than people think. Have you ever been concussed? I don't think I have. I think I have been a couple of times. My little girlfriend has. Really? Yeah. I got hit in the head with a softball bat once, and I've never <laughs> had my bell rung like that before. Yeah. That was I can bad. imagine. Like the dude was in the on deck circle, and I walked up and didn't see him. Oh like, no! What, taking he was full in full swing. swing? Yeah. Wow. Whacked me right in the head. Did you uh, go unconscious? No, but I staggered and you know saw angels yeah. <laughs> above my head. Actually, I may have been concussed because I had the same the same uh, symptoms after uh, I was shooting at a little propane tank. With the high-powered <laughs> rifle? I'm not kidding. We should say, you should never, ever do something this stupid. I think that this every podcast should start out with a disclaimer, like, don't do what Josh yeah. talks about. Um, and I didn't have the, the uh, oh, yeah. stock. Against your shoulder firmly? Against my shoulder. That's the first I, not even firmly. I had it under in my <laughs> armpit, and the thing had a scope. And it went oh, yeah. kaboom. And um, I just 
looked at my friend and handed him the gun and kind of staggered off. And yeah, I was seeing all sorts of you're like those lights chicks on uh, YouTube. If you search "girl with shotgun," there's like hundreds of videos <laughs> no, of really girls is. that don't know how to shoot a rifle properly yeah. and getting knocked out. Yeah, that's exactly who. I And like. it is not funny. On YouTube, it's funny because they put the Benny Hill music get, to it. I didn't get knocked out, but right. it was. I still have a scar. You see it? Oh, yeah. See the little crescent right there? Uh-huh. That's from the scope. Yeah, I bet we've both been concussed. Yeah. Jerry's like, let's move along. Yeah. Who cares if you've been concussed? <laughs> uh, we should finish up, Josh, with a little debate. Uh, there is some debate in the medical uh, community about whether it is a structural or functional issue with the damage. Yeah, I think I think that the opening up of the brains is starting to show that it's um, structural. You think so? Yeah, the protein tangles is definitely structural. But I, I guess it would be both because it's interf- the, stru- the structural changes are interfering with the function. Well, yeah, but some people say that since a concussion is short-lived and you fully recover, then it may not be structural. Maybe it's from multiple concussions. Or then. the severity of the concussion. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Yeah. They both have good points. Sure. You got anything else, buddy? Uh, no, that's about it. I think... Um, wear your bicycle helmets, kids. That's another one. Always, always wear your seatbelt. Uh-huh. Uh, auto accidents are another major um, source of concussions. Yeah, big time. Um, horseback riding incidents. Yeah, bikes are huge, though. Bikes, sure. Um, falling in any, any... Little kids, too, are in particular danger because uh-huh. they haven't uh, gotten their, um, their, their coordination. Yeah. They don't have their sea legs yet. Sure. So they fall over, hit their head, and that actually... Pre- that can prevent their development further on in life right um yeah i think uh just being smart and trying to keep your head safe yeah and and kids if you're out there playing like touch football and you get you know tackled and your head hits the ground real hard seriously stop playing your friends might make fun of you but you know tell them if big ben roethlisberger can take himself out of a game then i can way to go that's what i would say that's good stuff who's So that's concussions, uh, and if you want to learn more about it, you might want to type the word concussion uh, into the handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, and always listen to your Uncle Chuck, too. That was really good advice, Chuck. Thank you, Josh. So uh, this means it's time for Listener Mail. I'm a professional uncle, by the way. Uncle to Reagan, Shelby, Abby, and Noah. I don't know that you're professional. Are you paid for that? No, but I'm I'm good at it. I'm sure you are. <laughs> it's a good it's a good gig. All right, I've got two uh, quickies from two cute little kids who wrote, and I can never turn these down. Are you uncle to these kids? No. Uh, this comes from Will in Arlington, Virginia. He's 12. Uh-huh. Uh, hi guys, after hearing your podcast, how flirting works, I realized how much I flirt with girls on a daily basis. I love these ones. With me being 12 and relationships and dates being just around the corner, (laughs) I feel middle school would be the perfect time to fetch myself a gal. (laughs) You're kidding. I know. I was not like this when I was 12. No. I was like, meep, girls. Uh, Was that me when I was 12 or me now? 12. Thank God I'm married. I do like some girls, but I'm too shy to tell them. I also think some girls like me, but they're too shy to tell me. I feel left out, so please help me. Could you give me some tips on getting a girl? Uh, maybe some things I should do or tell them. And no, Josh, I will not moon them. Uh, could you give me a shout-out as well? Then any girls who like me will hear the shout-out, and they will be impressed. So this is the shout-out. Did you, you didn't say his last name, did you? I don't think we're allowed to. Nah, just Will in Arlington, Virginia, 12. Age 12. So, Will, we'll say, like we said in the flirting podcast, that my advice at your age, my friend, if you want to get ahead of the game... Be nice to girls. 
Sure. Because a lot of guys that age think it's fun to kind of tease and not be nice to girls. And you learn later on that being nice to girls will get you farther. If you learn that now, little buddy, then you will be ahead of your peers. That's great. Again, great advice, Chuck. And be funny. That was the other one, right? Sure. You got anything? Uh, confidence, Will. Confidence. Have confidence. And don't just fetch a gal to fetch a gal. Sure. Make sure that you like the girl and she likes you and you both treat each other right and just go from there, buddy. Yeah. Treat her with respect. Yeah. And you'll, you'll fetch a gal, all right? Sure. Okay. So this comes from, uh, this next one is from Katie, who was a freshman in high school in Florida, unfortunately, because she could potentially be hooked up with Will. Uh, Katie wrote us a poem. I was really sad when Haiku Theater ended, which it has, and I wanted to write in with a poem but didn't have the inspiration. Luckily, a bird provided its life for me to write this for you guys. Did you read this one? No. Very good. Oh, bird, your short or long existence may or may not have been wonderful. Your mate, girlfriend, or mother will miss you, parentheses, maybe. We will mourn you forever or until we forget. We will never forget your plight to get to the cafeteria. (laughs) But alas, the window was in the way. (laughs) The Windex it is clean with is your murderer. Your vengeance will go undone. We aren't sorry at all, dear bird. All your dreams were broken in an instant like your neck. Oh, dear birdie, your life is over now. That is awesome. (laughs) It is. That's Kate. Katie. Katie. He's a freshman in high school in uh, Florida. Katie hates birds. Concussed bird. (laughs) All right. Which is now dead. So those are two cute little kids that wrote in, and we like that. Thank you. Both uh, Katie and Will, and to all of our young listeners, we think very highly of you. And you know what? Let's not just leave it at that. We think highly of all of our listeners, don't we, Chuck? Yes. Uh, we also think especially highly of our listeners who donate to Kiva. Yeah. Yeah. Kiva.org. Mm-hmm. We have a membership uh, loan team. Yeah. Good surprise, Killer surprise. Team, I'm sure you've not heard this. <laughs> our team is so serious. It's awesome, too. Do we, we almost have 1,000 uh, members on our team? Almost. Yeah. I think that makes us like the 10th largest, Uh something like that. Pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, if you want to join our Kiva team, we'd love it if you did. Um, You can make a donation as low as 25 bucks, and it gets repaid. Kiva also has gift certificates. For Christmas. For Christmas or any holiday that you give a gift on, right, Chuck? Sure. Uh, You can go to www.kiva.org slash team slash stuff you should know and join and donate, right? Uh, and if you want to send Chuck and I an email, um, whether you are 12, 14, 82, or the oldest living person on the planet, you can send that to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?